What's going on, Zero to Hear podcast fans? Welcome back to the show. On today's episode, Icaria Business Owner, which is a CBD oil company in the greater Vancouver area, Nadia is on the show. Uh, we have a great time talking all things cannabis, uh, explanations of what and how the gray market still exists throughout uh, Canada, even though cannabis is legal. This is an awesome, awesome episode. Uh, have a listen. Let us know what you think. You live downtown. I do live downtown. <laughs> There's been a few climate change rallies recently. <laughs> Carl, were you at them? I was not. Or nope. did you just do the creative for all the signage? Pretty much. All the memes you saw out there, that was on me. <laughs> have you like kept I up to date with I saw them from this? like windows, okay. but I didn't have a chance to join. Okay. I was just like doing some brief Googling. I have a job, so I wasn't able to partake. <laughs> I mean, they're quite fun. You ask me. They seem pretty entertaining. If I, had, if I remembered to go, <laughs> I they said about over a thousand, a hundred thousand people went. Wow, that's a lot. Isn't that what insane? last Friday? Uh, no, Just to the overall? first. Oh, to the first one. Was that when that Greta Thunberg was speaking? No, when Greta was talking, I think it said something like eight to ten thousand. Gotcha. But at the first one, which was like the big one, which was maybe a week or two ago, maybe two weeks ago. It said there was like a hundred thousand people. That's crazy. That's, That's a lot insane. Of That's a lot of people. Did yeah. you see on uh, like any of the social media signage that people are bringing? Like there was they, a lot of very creative. They were very good, yeah. especially when they're kids and they're so cute, holding <laughs> the little like "Save Our Planet." Yeah. So cute. <laughs> I just want to be like, okay, <laughs> I will, <laughs> just for you. <laughs> Have you done much research on like climate change stuff? Uh, I mean, I feel like living in Vancouver, it's impossible yeah, not to. Totally. Like, it's just in your face. Yeah. And then you go to Toronto and people are like, oh, have you heard of climate change? And you're like, <laughs> what? And they're like, yeah, so I'm trying to convince all my office about it. And you're like, huh? What? You're like, what you're year like, is this? <laughs> Why are you trying to convince anybody? <laughs> they're like thinking that they're so ahead of the curve yeah. in, on the East Coast. So you're like, oh, sorry, Toronto is not East Coast. They usually get irritated when people say that like, in the East of us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I feel like living in Vancouver, it's always in your face. No, I We've had a couple like um, environmental scientists, I guess. Oh, wow. And like climate change specialty type people on the podcast. Amazing. So it's cool to hear a scientific perspective rather than just like social media negativity. Yeah. So what are they saying? <laughs> uh, they're not as scared um, as what a lot of the public are talking about. Okay. And a lot of the people that go to these types of rallies are talking about. It's just more like it's going to be a long time before anyone in North America feels any effects from it, like hundreds of years. Okay, so and we don't care about the rest of the Well, talking. no. <laughs> I'm teasing. What, what still, about the rest of the world? Like, who's going to feel it first? The people that feel it first are the people without money. Exactly. Well, what do you mean? So, like, poorer countries? Oh, people, don't have money, sorry. People like, said, do have money. I'm no. like, no, those are usually the last ones. Because <laughs> well, like, if, water, if water levels are rising, right, like, New York is going to be able to build a wall around it, right, to okay, kind of yeah, do true. all that. Like, but, like, poorer thing. countries, like, islands and stuff, yeah, that's true. They're not going to have much choice. But I also saw this video of like, if even if they do all melt, we still have a lot of land. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm like, okay, we're good in Canada. It's just the coast will look different. (laughs) Yeah, the coastline, yeah. (laughs) Luckily, we live next to Whistler. (laughs) (laughs) Some of my questions are more around another podcast that I heard with Joe Rogan, who this guy's done a ton of research and is more just his goal is to bring awareness to the negative effects of climate change and what we're doing to the earth. Mm -hmm. And it's more like the far end of the spectrum in terms of like the worst possible outcomes. Mm -hmm. And so in bringing this up with people who actually do this for a living and are much more educated on it than me, uh, it just seems like that is kind of like a really far-fetched option. Mm. It's potential. Mm -hmm. It could happen. But it's like one scenario and no one really knows until the earth actually continues to warm up. It's just like this could happen or it could be like six degrees of warming instead of two, which this guy is predicting. Gotcha. Anyway, I just think it's like so interesting to find like hear other people's perspectives on it too. Yeah, but I also think that we we've we are quite good at problem solving as human beings. So I feel like if we really want, like if if the developed world um, is feeling the effects of something, mm-hmm. they will come up with a uh, with a solution to the problem. Like I sure. feel like if uh, the world where there is money and there is uh, power um, and they feeling it, they'll solve the problem. Like there's sure. a lot of I feel like creative, smart, intelligent people that will. Like if we could get to this point, we could get. I agree at 100%. Yeah. As soon as a company figures out how to monetize cleaning the yeah. with the climate or whatever, we're good. <laughs> we're totally. good. Yeah. I think that's all it is. Right. Yeah. Oh, as, soon, oh, as soon as they're like, oh my God, we will fail if we don't do this. Yeah. Then they will. Or profits are being hurt yeah, because of this or whatever. Hurt. Yeah. As soon as money gets involved, mm-hmm. we're good, basically. <laughs> like gasoline, uh, motor vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> like what is GMC gonna do? Move to electric. Well, yeah, but there's something else. <laughs> but electric know. is not very like it's dependable it's whether it's clean. Or so not. I haven't yeah. done that much research on it, but I've just heard some claims, and I don't know if they're true or not. Just like the energy to produce an electric battery compared to, yeah. or produce an electric car versus com- mm-hmm. uh, producing a gasoline car is just like triple or more. But also, we don't actually have enough resources to produce all the electric cars. Sure. So, and then also, it depends where you live. So here in BC, we have pretty clean energy. But what about the places where they don't have clean energy? Totally. So, yeah. So it's just also questionable. Didn't Canada pass something that said by 2020, or sorry, by 2040, mm-hmm. they're not manufacturing? No, no diesel cars, no gas cars, gasoline I think. Cars. I think Germ- Germany and France passed that too. And Denmark. By Denmark. Is it the same year? I think it's, they're all in the same same general timeline, yeah. Interesting. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. So what, I guess it gets to a point where you just start finding gas cars? Like, how do we get them off the road completely? I think what they were talking about for this 2040 is that they're not going to produce them anymore. Oh. But they're not, like, you can't you can't really tell a middle-class family that they have right. to buy a brand new $30,000 right, car. Right, right. Why, I, and, but I also was um, listening to something recently, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was like John Oliver, to be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> because that's how I get my news. <laughs> um, about uh, uh, in a lot of countries how, uh, not a lot of countries, in a, in a lot of cities in the States, how um, the car companies are lobbying basically anti-buses and uh, how 
basically they're trying to have more cars on the streets. Yeah. So again, maybe trying to reduce the amount of cars in general and trying to have like car shares or mm. better public systems and public transportation systems and all that stuff will maybe long-term have us also better um, environmental Speaking impact. Speaking of car share. Uh-oh. Well, what, what is happening in Vancouver? Why won't they allow car share to come well, here? Well, we have Evo and car and... No, I mean oh, like you mean Uber, Uber and Lyft. Wait, I thought they did. Yeah, Lyft but you have to have starting. a stupid license. Uh, you have to have a commercial driver's license. hard, yeah. So you're, you're class four. So they're making it really hard for people to even... Guys, you know what? I'm, I'm from Russia, and, and Russia, it was never as socialistic as Canada is right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it was like the dream of like Lenin and Stalin to become Canada <laughs> one day, where you can fully tell people what to do and not to do, <laughs> and everybody's going to love it, too. <laughs> and voluntarily Toronto has Uber, it. right? Yes, yeah. yeah, you're from yeah, Toronto for, for a like, long time. I, I li lived in Toronto. Yeah, like for like seven, six years. Six, How much yeah. better is that system? Uh, it. I don't even remember. I feel like it's uh, so far away from oh, really? us. Like, <laughs> like it was so good. I chose to forget. <laughs> but then I feel bad for taxi drivers too because you're like, well, they th this is their you know job. So I, I also, feel, I also, I do not feel bad for taxi drivers. Here's a good example. I saw a Facebook article today. <laughs> a woman and a man talking. <laughs> I feel so bad for them. I don't. <laughs> I'm sure there's nice taxi drivers. There, there. No, there's, that's the balance of the two yeah. energies, right? No, yeah. this is good. <laughs> I just don't think they're in Vancouver. I think there's nice taxi drivers. They oh, just they just, don't, know, they just oh, don't drive Saturday, in Vancouver. I went out. Nobody showed up. Like, <laughs> I, know. I was like, couldn't get a taxi for 30 minutes. And I'm like, okay, I guess it's... Uh, Hard to go. This article I saw on Facebook today, some taxi driver picked up a tourist in Vancouver or whatever, and they said an address. And they were downtown. They were going to another place downtown. The guy went over, over two bridges and came back. So it was like a $40 cab ride that should have been like 12 bucks or $9 or something. He went over the Granville Street Bridge twice. <laughs> On purpose? So, yeah. So he looped over Just the Granville. Like looped it through Kitsilano and came back. Oh my god! How did the guy like? The, the guy, guy was watching. He oh. had it up on his GPS uh, and he was tracking it. That's. So I'm not crazy. gonna lie. I'm pretty sure that was that happened to me like many times oh, all over the sure. world. Like that for sure happens all the time. When everywhere. you're a tourist, yeah, you have no idea where you're going. But apparently, uh, Google Maps has a thing now. So anywhere in the world, if you're in a taxi, you can pull this up, and then it'll tell you if they're cheating you. Oh, if they go like 500 meters, I think, out of the way, like off the main road, then they'll tell you. Hmm. What is that called? I forget. Oh, just Google it. Thanks. Well, that's pretty useful though, eh? Yeah, no, for sure. But also I find uh, I've uh, I've been to a few places where um, those like Ubers and car shares, I guess they're called, mm -hmm. um, are um, safer than taxi drivers because anybody can pretend to be a taxi driver totally. versus if it's an Uber app, then it's safe or Lyft right. or whatever, then it's safer. You have your, everything's through the app, right? So you know what he looks like, what he's driving, the license plate, everything. Totally, which is so yeah. counterintuitive for me because I'm like, oh, taxi drivers should be the safest, right? But it really. But not. you don't really totally. know who's driving. Yeah, right? no, for sure. And you don't know if it's a random car who just yeah. put a taxi thing on their car. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, ten years ago, thinking that one day we're just going to get into random strangers' cars and they're going to take us to where we want to go? <laughs> <laughs> that's what we. Do. That's what we did in Russia growing up. You just go in the street and hitchhike. A different really? world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was oh totally. Gosh. It was. It's totally like Uber, but just like less advanced. Like there's no. I mean, you can get killed too, but you hope you don't. <laughs> Are you paying them? Yeah, you pay them. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, you just hitchhike and then you're like, I'm going there. And they're like, oh, I'll, I'll like drop you off this much money. Okay, okay, no, no. Just a, just a side hustle. Yeah, but it, it's it's like, it was super, it's not normal at all right now. But it was super normal when I was growing up. Like if you, I, I was growing up in the 90s. Like if you, if you, like if you don't do it, it's strange if you don't, that kind of thing. Like We grew up very differently. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> You guys are like, don't go to your next neighbor's house. Yeah. We were like alone on the streets at the Seriously. age of six, doing yeah. our own thing. <laughs> we basically like taught or brainwashed not to talk to anyone you don't know. Right? Just kind of yeah. like keep your head down. I mean, we we're taught that too, but yeah, but we're definitely way more, we were way more independent. As, but yeah. I feel like in Russia, it's more like a, like a whole community feel, right? Like, you know, your neighbors, you kind of know who's around you. You have people that look um, after past, you a little bit. Yeah. Not, in not the, so much now. Uh, not, mm, yeah. Uh, since the USSR fell apart, it became mm. uh, uh, like a lot of people say in Russia that it's, uh, Russia wanted to be like the States and now it's, it's, uh, it's like a, uh, in front of the States, like capitalism. Gotcha, gotcha. It's just a lot of like, just even more capitalistic, more hardcore, like more cutthroat more uh so it's just like more everything interesting how quick that's changed eh? like like this yeah wow yeah people just really wanted the change i guess (laughs) they got the change (laughs) with all the consequences of it how long have you been in canada uh 14 years 14 okay yeah so it's quite a while and bc just a few just a few yeah three and a half I'm like, why didn't I come here earlier? <laughs> I love the rest of Canada, but the winter. <laughs> Winters are bad. Yeah. Oh my God, so bad. And we were complaining 10 minutes ago. About we it were. Being, <laughs> it being like... three degrees this morning. Yeah, we were. <laughs> Manitoba is like minus 15 in snowstorm. Totally. Oh I feel like I get the joys of complaining. I'm like, yeah. I didn't actually complain that I'm suffering. I'm just <laughs> complaining because I enjoy it. <laughs> Have you had a Canadian winter? No, like a really cool one. No, I've had one. I went to school in the states for a year in oh, North yeah. Dakota. Oh, so that's like right below Winnipeg. Yeah, it was. Uh, there was two weeks where the temperature didn't go above minus forty. Mm-hmm. How did that feel? It, you know what? I thought it'd be worse. Oh, hmm. it wasn't that. The wind sucks when it's windy and cold. It's really bad. But yes. when it's just like minus forty, but can you, you wear like a can big you even jacket. go outside? In the, you can. You can go outside in that. When it's you windy, have to like you have cover. to cover your face. You cover all your skin and everything? Yeah, yeah. because you get frostbite. That sounds fun. <laughs> no, yeah. not at all. No, but you you know, people are like, oh, it's not a big deal. I'm like, no, no, no. If you cannot go outside, <laughs> then it's a big deal. Like, yeah. you're just stuck at home. And then, you know, a month go by, two, three, four, five. And then it's April. And then you're like, please end. And yeah. it's not ending. And then it's May. And it's like, snows in May. And you're like, I want to kill myself. Like, it's just so <laughs> And depressing. then it's road construction season, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's After that. winter. <laughs> totally, totally. You have to plug in your car at night. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, that's... And not electric car. You have to plug it in. <laughs> just, keep, just keep <laughs> so it warm. It doesn't freeze. Right? <laughs> not electric car. Let's <laughs> uh, talk about memories. cannabis. <laughs> oh yeah. Not weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Can you give us like a summary of what has changed in the last year and year in Canada and how little regulation there still is? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of regulation. Nobody's just following. Nobody's following it. Okay. Um so it's actually it it changed a lot to the positive because um, I don't know about you guys, but I see a lot of 
um, stigma being removed around it. Totally. And don't get me wrong, some stigma we don't want to fully remove. Like it's also, I feel like a lot of times goes to an extreme of like, cannabis is all amazing. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like hold off a second. Like mm. inhaling um, smoke is still not good for us. We still don't want to give it to kids. Like there's a, still a lot of things that we still don't want to smoke every day if you don't have any condition, if you're just doing it for fun, it still can get addicted. Like there's still things that we you know, don't want to uh, glam glamorize. Um, however, the stigma around cannabis is definitely getting removed, which is great because there are a lot of people that are finding amazing benefits from this plant. So why judge it, right? Yeah. Um, so when it comes to the market, it's still a bit of a disaster and a mess, which is fully expected if you think about, um, you know, Imagine alcohol was illegal uh, a year ago and all of a sudden it's legal, right? Yeah. First of all, everybody wants it. <laughs> Second of all, everybody has been drinking it all along and they have some sort of system of getting it. Yeah. Um, and third of all, if you don't, if you haven't been drinking and you want to try it, you're going to go to the easiest uh, route. It's usually internet or next door dispensary or alcohol store. So um, so it's, it's, a, it's a lot of, yeah, it's it's uh, still government is still struggling to obviously um, control it all because there's just too many people has been growing cannabis um, in a gray market. Too many people has been selling cannabis in a gray market, and too many people has been using cannabis in a gray market. How do you go from a hundred to zero over a year? You right. can't. So you uh, mm. must do it step by step, which they are doing it step by step, and uh, certain obviously. Like they, if, if they also reinforce it too strongly, too quickly, um, certain markets can collapse, right? Like we don't want to choke our growers that were growing it for the last, um, I don't know, like generation and they can be growing the most amazing cannabis. And why would we want to kill that market, right? right. Um, we want to like slowly transition it into legal. Um, so again, some of it is dying, unfortunately, and some of those like... Um, some of the uh, amazing cannabis that Canada has been proud of is dying because of like regulations, but hopefully because again, Canada is not that strict that it's slowly going to get into the legal market one step by step. You mentioned before that most <laughs> companies that are selling it are not necessarily doing it legally. Yeah. So 80% of 80%? the market, approximately, last time I heard that number, um, I okay, don't quote me on that, but approximately 80% is still a gray market. Are most of that 80% like trying to go through the process to become legal? Oh, it really depends. Um, yeah, it really depends. It's really hard to say because there's a lot of, um, there's just a lot of laws that are we still, a lot of companies are still waiting to get, maybe uh, for government to get to get like, written, I guess. Um, there is... Um, there's a lot of limitations, so a lot of companies just can't get into the legal market. Mm. Um, so, for example, there's this dispensary, um, a really great local dispensary um, that was in a gray market, and they are trying now to get into um, the white market, the legal market. And even, and they're like, the profits that they're going to get are so much lower. And now their whole 
a business model needs to be based on basically how many people they can get into a dispensary um, where they're selling the exact same thing as the mm -hmm. government selling online. So all of a sudden they have no unique selling proposition. Right. And so why would people go there? Um, and then the prices are a lot of times higher, the quality of the products a lot of times lower, and this like unique uh, local boutique a cannabis store is now um, just a government dispensary. So um, again, it, it's it's still kind of like in a process. I don't know what they're gonna do with kind of, I'm sure they're gonna have some sort of twist and I'm sure they're gonna have something, but like you can't advertise, you can't do anything. So right. it's just, um, if you were a dispensary, <laughs> would you become legal or not, right? Like it's just this question of, of like, okay, well, what are my, my pros, what are my cons? So until government uh, creates laws where people are excited to follow them, you know, like we're driving on the road and we're happy we want to follow the laws, right? <laughs> yeah. But if the government is like, actually, you need to drive 10 kilometers an hour from now on, you're like, uh, wait a second. <laughs> I don't even like the current speed limits, to be honest. <laughs> Well, they're kind of assuming you're breaking them, right? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Carl, here's my pitch no, to 15, the... 15, 15 uh, kilometers an hour you can break without... Isn't 15? Well... Without any charge? My sister is... Well, just became a cop in Vancouver. Okay. So now I have an out for any speeding ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, now I can't speed. <laughs> no, no. Opposite. It's going uh, inside source now. <laughs> I don't want to get her in trouble, so I'm not going to say what she told me. <laughs> hope she's not listening. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> she probably is. <laughs> What's her name? Let's give her a shout out. <laughs> I don't even know what you call her. What do you call her? Constable? I guess so, yeah. Sergeant? Officer? Deputy? I'm just naming every word I can think of in law enforcement. <laughs> what is the process like to become legal? Uh, it's d different depending on... Uh, who you are, what you do. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. You just have to, well, first you have to like obey the law. <laughs> sure. And then you have to apply for a specific license. And what would that timeline look like? Um, I think it's different. Um, uh, oh, I'm, I'm struggling to say, I want to say like six to eight months, but then I, I might be lying. So it might be quicker. It might be fast. Again, it's how much money you have to, right? Because sure. it might be, it can be very expensive. Um, so yeah. So talking about like supporting kind of like smaller local businesses, it's very difficult for them to actually a lot of times apply for those licenses, just getting the lawyer's fees. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. It's confusing a little bit for a consumer, right? It's confusing for everybody. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the government is confused. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's so I lived in Ottawa for six years, and I remember uh, because Ottawa is. Have you guys been to Ottawa? I uh, yes, once or twice, a couple times, a couple yeah. times. Um, so most of Ottawa is is government jobs, right? And mm -hmm. if it's you're not government, you're basically like serving government. It's like Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of gamblers and party goers, <laughs> it's government people. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so a lot of times um, it's it's a it's humans making laws, right? Like it's not we're. I feel like a lot of times when you were um, living far away, removed from the government, it's really hard to relate on how they make laws or who makes them. But in reality, it's, you know, human beings sitting in the room and um, they have all limited knowledge um, of 
like we all do have limited knowledge yeah. about every issue, right? So they try to get experts on board. A lot of experts don't want to come out because they're like, well, we're in a gray market. I don't want to go to the government, right? <laughs> so a lot of people are afraid to speak up. A lot of people are afraid to express their opinion on how things should be done. And then, um, so based on this kind of like limited view of the market in Ottawa, which is very different from the market in Vancouver, it's Vancouver in general society and Ottawa society are just like <laughs> two different countries, right? Um, so obviously there's going to be a mismatch in um, how we view things. Yeah. For a company like yours and a lot of other CBD oil companies in Canada, is there any advantage in terms of going through that process to become legal? What's the advantage? Uh, like what? Safety. <laughs> um, Not getting shut down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah safety. Uh, I think that's the biggest advantage, but there's also a lot of disadvantages. Um, Would it increase your demand? No, it might decrease my demand because my distribution mm. channels would only be government, government, um, like government websites or government. Uh, you couldn't sell on your own website. No. It, has to, it has to be their products, right? It has to be, yeah. yeah. And you can't do any sort of branding. You can't do no. any sort of like marketing. Um, you can't uh, make any sort of like, oh, CBD can help you with anxiety. You can't say that. So no claims. Uh, no, cl like at all, no claims. Like, um, and um, yeah, so, uh, so all of a sudden you're like, well, how well, okay well great what am i like how how, how is that gonna work they're trying to run it like the liquor system right but 10 times 10 times worse at this point because right now if you have you guys been to a legal dispensary i've i've shopped online that's okay. it but i haven't been i haven't been in one okay but you've shopped online yes have, like how do you even pick a product right like they're, they're you basically you barely see there's no it, information there's yeah. nothing yeah so. Because we looked at it when uh, we had the other guy on C on, with uh, for the CBD thing, and they just had the micrograms, whatever the limits, and that's it. There's no real ex any more information about it. Totally. So, so they are again. They're doing right now with a with that kind of website. They're doing consumer a disservice, right? Because they're first pushing them away because they're like, I don't have a, no idea how to pick. I'd rather go to a website where they actually explain things. Mm -hmm. And second, um, they are doing like a, a disservice in a sense that like, you know, you're, you might be getting a product that is wrong for you. So you might actually uh, doing yourself some harm, right? Because even in the liquor system, like let's take Smirnoff vodka or any type of beer. There's a brand. <laughs> There's branding and you can advertise outside of like on TV or social media totally. or whatever. It doesn't really make any sense. Like I don't. I don't, what is their goal with it? Um, I think it's to protect youth. I think that's the biggest goal. Um, I but think they're that's... not doing that very well. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> all Canadian youth is like smoking weed yeah. <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're, uh, yeah, that's, well, that's a good point too. Yeah, yeah. Because, well, youth is gay. Yeah. If teenagers want to get something, they want to get it. <laughs> they will get it. Yeah. I don't get it. It confuses me. Just like what, what the goal is for them. Or does no one know? Or I think they don't even that's know. exactly, I just, I don't think anyone really so knows. It's, so it's, the goals, there are two goals. So protect the youth. Mm -hmm. um, and second goal is to make sure that whatever the 
customer is getting is what the package is saying, basically. So right. if uh, it says it's, uh, I don't know, CBG 1500 milligrams, it is CBG 1500 milligrams. So they're actually like mm. checking it. So quality control is huge. Cool, exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. But then again, a lot of a lot of brands are self-regulated because, you know, how else do you stay in business? You have to deliver on your promise unless you want to, you know, like one time sell, right? So how is a consumer aware of that though? Like, is there any consumer confusion or are they steered away from brands that aren't legal? It doesn't seem like it in Greater Vancouver. I, I honestly don't think that people know what's great and what's not. Like, I think it's, especially in Greater Vancouver area, it's so, everything is so readily available that you don't even think what's, what's great and what's not. Right. You just assume that everything is white. For a company like yours, how do you prove to consumers that what you're advertising is what they're getting? So that's a good question, actually, because I thought about that a lot. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, how do I, because um, obviously a lot of things can be faked. Like, totally. let's be, yeah, let's be honest. Um, so first, obviously, lab tests. Um, and uh, um, I, I have a local lab uh, that tests them, which makes it even better because they're local and you yeah. can like look them up and see that they're real business and go visit them. Um, and uh, so that was kind of like my first, but then again, that can also be faked if you like technically speaking, uh, because it's online and you can Photoshop anything. Um, and then so, <laughs> <laughs> but like, honestly, right? Like every time I go on people's websites and I see like, look at things and I'm like, but is this real? Totally. Like, how do you know? <laughs> how do I know? Totally. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in a referral and uh, referrals and in reviews. Um, I have a lot of, um, I, I teach um, holistic nutrition at uh, Institute of Holistic Nutrition. And uh, I, I have quite a bit of exposure to female communities, <laughs> healthy or health oriented female community. So um, I, all my customers are very loyal and they also, uh, so they all like leave reviews, give me all the feedback and talk about me. So I, uh, I'm a big believer that like, if you want to see whether the product is real or not, go see the reviews, right? Totally. I mean, we do that with Uber, <laughs> talking about Uber, right? Totally. We do that with, with everything, right? We, we see reviews, but like actual reviews, like, is it like, is it a review that a person left because they got a discount or, mm -hmm. you know, how like you shop sometimes online and you're like, wait, is this uh this is clearly a review a person left because they were getting something out of it, right? Or is this a review that a person left because they wanted to leave a review, right? Mm -hmm. There's a big difference in that. So that, that's kind of the only way that I can. How do you encourage those? So you... at first I genuinely asked every single person I knew yeah. that like was taking my oil because you'll be surprised how many of my, my friends refused to take CBD oil at first. Like, just because of the stigma, eh? Just because wow. of the stigma. Like so... I still have friends that never tried it and I still have friends that refuse to try it. My family made fun of me forever um, and also refused to try it. My brother didn't try it for the good, like I, th I, th I think half a year when oh. I was when I was running my business first and you'd think your brother would be supportive. <laughs> but my brother doesn't like do any drugs or doesn't, um, never smoked weed. Well, I'm sure he tried weed, but like doesn't, yeah, he's like a very like anti-alcohol, anti-everything kind of guy. Um, so he's like, nope, I'm not going to try it. And anti-coffee too. So he's like, I'm not going to try it. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then finally he's like, okay, fine, I'll try it. I'm like, okay, you can buy this now. <laughs> I'm charging you full price. <laughs> no discounts. <laughs> and, um, but uh, yeah, so, so, so it would be kind of like people I obviously like maybe knew, but, but not, they weren't my friends. So I, I wouldn't, 
if they left a review, it would have been like a completely genuine review that they wanted to leave. It wouldn't have been like a friend that left me a review. Yeah. So, uh, but you can like you can see from my reviews that it's a genuine person writing like a letter, basically, <laughs> <laughs> of what the experience is. There's no like catchy phrases or anything like that. So, um, yeah, yeah. So just asking people. How did you get into CBD oil stuff? Um, that or was even just like personal use. When did you start using it? Um, uh, it was it was kind of an odd circumstance. I uh, again did not grow up in Canada, as I already discussed this. Um, so I didn't uh, smoke weed growing up. <laughs> it is a Canadian thing. <laughs> I don't know where else in the world like weed is as prevalent as in Canada. Some US Jamaica. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of places in the states do. California for sure. For sure. California. Just the whole West Coast is all West Coast. Portland, yeah. yeah. Washington. Yeah, but then Colorado. Like that's it literally for the world. Like yeah. maybe like I don't know, Holland. <laughs> I don't know. What about about places much like in India or something or Afghanistan? I think in the Middle I feel East like has all been high on poppy seeds. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on there's, there's no field space, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, no one. Google, what percentage of marijuana use is in North America? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like pretty large. I don't know. I like, honestly have no idea. Like if we're talking about like not CBD, but just cannabis, I feel like it's literally the epicenter of it. I feel it like just, Australians would use it too. Australians, maybe mm-hmm. I can see that. Australia, Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. Are you Googling it? Carl, find something. Well, in the meantime, I'll tell my story. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, I, I, yeah, grew up with massive stigma around it. I've tried it once when I was 18, mm-hmm. uh, had a great experience. But again, the stigma around it was just so big that I was like, okay, well, what's the point of ever doing it again if I sure. just like mentally didn't want to? And, um, and then... A couple of years back, I, uh, well, my friends actually, when CBD, when I moved to Vancouver, there's quite a bit of people that, you know, do, I feel like in BC, people do cannabis very, like, they're, quote, unquote, professionally. (laughs) They're like, they have all their, like, capsules and uh, tinctures and powders. And so I, I feel like the rest of Canada is more of like, we're smoking and we're not. My friend carries around like a little briefcase type thing. With his little grinder and his rolls and air. Like, it's hilarious. It's like art He's got, like, this people. little <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's impressive. Yeah. So I have a few of those friends and they always like, Nadia, you got to try it. You got to try it. And I'm like, hey, one day, one day. And uh, um, they, at some point, they were like, you should at least try CBG. Like, CBG is going to really help you. And at that point, I had no idea what that was. And um, they were like, you're quite uh, like high-intensity individual. You need to <laughs> calm the F down. Um, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, one day, one day. And then um, I, uh, I was going through a breakup at a time. And I was just... I don't know. Have you guys been through a breakup when it's like you're just like in a in a bad state when you're like yep. not? It's awful. Yeah, like it's just. I feel like breakups like just they suck so bad like when they're <laughs> bad. Like they're just so bad. So in being in that state, <laughs> my my uh, good friend who is um, who's an ultra marathon runner and he he can run like I remember him telling me he was like one once ran two hundred miles, guys, straight, like. 200 miles straight. That is 60 hours of running straight. It's times what? 1.6? Yeah. It's like 360, 50 kilometers, something like that. 
It's insane. Anyway, so just an extreme human being. So um, he was like, Nadia, you should try CBD. And I'm like, what? You take CBD? He's like, yeah, it's the most amazing thing. And I'm like, okay, if you take CBD, <laughs> I can take CBD. <laughs> so he gave me one drop. <laughs> one drop. Yeah, and, um, because I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> so I took one drop, obviously didn't feel anything from it, which was what I needed to feel because I was like, okay, so I didn't die. It didn't get super high. Like I was fine <laughs> from a drop. Um, just to show you what my state of like fear and stigma was around it. Yeah. So, um, so another friend was like, I told her about it and he, she's like, oh my God, yes, let's go. I'll take you to a dispensary. We'll buy, we'll buy you CBD oil. And this was my first time visit the dispensary. And, um, she took me by my hand literally and brought me to a dispensary. Like I was a five-year-old, <laughs> I felt super uncomfortable. And, uh, so that's why I also sell online actually, because I'm assuming that my consumer doesn't want to go to a dispensary because I don't personally. So totally. Totally. I, yeah, like you're like, you just feel like a fish out of the water. You're like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Um, do you guys go to dispensaries? I do. I don't have a problem, but I know lots of people do. It just feels so uncomfortable. They just can't do it. Yeah, it's like it's like any other store. It's like a going to a health food store for the first time. You're like, I have no idea what I'm looking. There's a million supplements. Mm -hmm, I'm just going to mm -hmm. walk out. Right? Plus the feeling me. is like, oh, am I supposed to be here? You know, because yeah. it's like kind of unsure, kind of the whole stigma thing, right? It's Do you want to see my ID? Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. 100%. I've never been to a dispenser. Oh, you've never been to a dispenser. Okay, you got to take his hand and bring him to one. <laughs> Where is there a dispensary now? I don't even know. I have no idea. Just buy they closed mine. mine. <laughs> I don't know. Them. Yeah. I don't know. It's we'll like, go one day. I thought that was hilarious <laughs> that you can buy pre-rolled joints online. Yeah. Carl ordered pre-rolled joints. Oh. I thought that was hilarious. So they're like... Yeah. So you don't even have to go. Anyway. <laughs> I know the feeling of feeling awkward walking feeling into awkward. stores. Into stores, exactly. Or like walking up to the till with a box of condoms and you're just like getting out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get out of there like as soon as possible. Me. That's yeah. what my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway. that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I couldn't find, we actually couldn't find CBD oil. Like we went to four different dispensaries. We could really? not find it. It was a couple of years back. But um, once we uh, once we eventually found a patch, so I bought a patch and I was like, okay, I'll cut it in a few different pieces because there was no dosing of how much it was. So I put one third of a patch, luckily, because I think it was way too high of a dosage. And I felt so chilled and relaxed and productive. Like I actually got a lot of work done because, you, you know, when you're like heartbroken and upset you actually don't get things done mm -hmm. so um i was like oh my god i finally got the work done and i finally like feel good and after that i was like I, I, that's it like this is my by far my favorite supplement ever and i've obviously tried it all as a nutritionist so uh i started extensively researching it and as i did i realized that it's absolutely harmless like there's literally no side effects to this and um uh, yeah, and then I told my friends, to which all my friends told me I'm a drag addict and uh, <laughs> there's something wrong with me. <laughs> not all of my friends. The friends that are, like, into cannabis, they're like, yeah. And then the other friends that are like, not. Nah, they're like, something is wrong with you. Like, <laughs> now you're a drug addict. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I swear. <laughs> so that's when I decided, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, like, look into getting into this market because um, I need to break the stigma. So on your, on your website, I noticed that you actually, like, you tried to overdose on CBD. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no yeah. way. Yeah. Can, can you go into that a little bit? <laughs> Try to overdose in CBD. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, let me take a lot. <laughs> yeah. How much is a lot? Well, actually, uh, that was a year and a half ago mm -hmm. done. So at that point, my lot was way less. So, so you can do way more lot. now? Hmm? You can do way more now? I can do way more now. Yeah, yeah. Because at that point, I would be taking like a maximum 10 drops. Mm -hmm. And in that video, I did 100 drops. So it was like 10 times my dosage. Now wow. I can easily take like 50 drops. So now I would like take 10 times of that. Um, to what just would see. that be? Would that 100 drops be like 100 milligrams? It was 100, I think 150 milligrams maybe. Okay. Um, so quite a bit. Uh, but I, uh, I mean, I'm quite sensitive individual. So I just wanted to see what happened. So I filmed myself and uh, saw what happened. Well, you know what happened actually? Um, have you, okay, this is bad. We might have to cut this out. <laughs> so have you guys ever tried Adderall in, in university? No. Never. I've heard stories, but never. Okay. Just never get my hands on it. <laughs> but you know what that is, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So when you get like, so once I remember it was a test and I had like two tests in a row and my friend who had quote marks ADD which he didn't but he said he did to the doctor so apparently he did so he gave me half of a pill and I got so focused but like not in a way of like let's study for my exam that is tomorrow morning more of like oh my god I'm so fascinated with this one page of this 300 page book that I can't even <laughs> go to my next page because I'm so like into it. So uh, that was the effects of Adderall for me personally. So I didn't prepare for the exam at all. And <laughs> Except for that one page. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, but that page. <laughs> yeah, that one page. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of the same effect of CMCBD. Uh, it was, uh, I was just so into what I was doing that I knew that there was a camera going and I knew I had to go. And I was like doing some, I don't know, some bullshit task. Uh, on the computer and I knew I had to go and record like the video of how I feel two hours later mm -hmm. but I just couldn't because I, I did I did record it because like I'm aware I'm not high on it like you're not feeling any different you're just like oh I don't really care about this video anymore I just want to finish mm -hmm. this and you're just zeroed in focused and I was like oh that's an interesting thing that I'm observing right now so if you ever need things done or like like zero in focus on something <laughs> that's what <laughs> what what should like a daily dose of CBD be? There's no, uh, yeah, there's no like guidelines, unfortunately. So any guidelines you see are bullshit guidelines. Um, they're, people like guidelines because obviously like, where do we start, right? Totally. Um, I have clients that take three drops and which is like four milligrams of CBD and they feel all the difference. They say their anxiety is gone. They sleep well, mm. blah, blah, blah. And then I have people that can take a hundred milligrams and they don't feel a thing. So it just really depends on your body and really depends on um, your endocrine and the cannabinoid system. So, yeah. 150 sounds like a lot. I don't know, Danny, are you up for it? <laughs> I'll, try, I'll give it a try. Go, you have some. <laughs> <laughs> What's that bottle, 1500? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a shotgun it. See what happens. See what happens. <laughs> but you cannot overdose. Um, I mean, they're, they haven't found an upper limit uh, for humans. Um, you, technically speaking, uh, can get diarrhea from it, from what I've, like, from what I've heard. Mm -hmm. But they actually haven't found many studies on that. Um, they've been giving, so this bottle 
um, is 1,500 milligrams. So they've been giving to people uh, for three to four months 1,500 to 2,500 milligrams per day for three to four months, and they did not find any adverse effects. 1,500 a day? To 1,200, 2,500, yeah. So, At some point, I don't know that word, endocrine... And endocannabinoid, yeah. So endo At some point, does that yeah. system in your body just like fill up? Uh, I'm sure, yeah, it does. I mean, yeah. it's still like, honestly, it's just it's still in a very new phases of research. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have our natural cannabis, so CBD is a cannabinoid. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way I like to explain it, to people who are not um, haven't like researched it yet, is uh, an apple has vitamin C in it, right? Mm-hmm. Vitamin C is a chemical, um, and it's one chemical. It's a vitamin, right? So in cannabis, there are cannabinoids, which is a chemical, and then one of the cannabinoids is CBD, which is like vitamin C. Right. Yeah. So it's like a specific one, specific vitamin, specific cannabinoid called vitamin C, or cannabinoid. Right. Oh, sorry, I was CBD. Yeah. So it's uh, it's one chemical. Um, and, and our endocannabinoid system is way more complex than that. Um, same as our like vitamins, we need a variety of them, right? Some of them are produced, some of them we need from our food. So same with uh, cannabinoids, like we don't actually fully understand it. We just see that it affects us and it helps us. And that's about it right now. Is there any fear of like potential long-term effects because there hasn't been any research really? Yeah, totally. Or very limited? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is definitely, um, the, I mean, so far, I mean, people have been taking cannabis and for cannabis is one of the oldest cultivated plants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there hasn't been on a wider scale, let's say, anything that's been reported mm-hmm. from cannabis. So there isn't like a high fear fear of that. However, yeah, obviously. Like I think that anything we put into our body we should be cautious about. Like because if we take too much of something, is our body going to produce less of it? Or is our body going to produce more of it so we can take less long-term? Like, our bodies are, you know, unique and our bodies are very delicate. So, yeah, I feel like taking anything, you have to be cautious. Do you get any pushback from consumers in terms of that you're not legal? Never yet. Never? No, never yet. I, I, I guess people are just so used to it in Greater Vancouver. Do you sell throughout Canada? I, don't, I honestly don't think that a lot of consumers know that they're like I had a lot no of like, going back going back to right. our conversation earlier. I just don't <laughs> think it's it's a like a common knowledge. I think it's more of a uh, people don't ask hmm. and nobody talks about it. Yeah, and no one is regulating. <laughs> no, yeah. So the eighty percent self regulated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, honestly, like. A lot of markets are mostly self-regulated. Like mm-hmm. we don't act like government doesn't actually check most of things. It's kind of like you're driving again. You're driving, and everybody just assumes you're not drunk driving, and you're not uh, breaking the law, and you're not gonna like you know your car is checked and all these things until you do something wrong, right? right. So I feel like everybody just assumes we're, we're, we live in this kind of like an assumption that world is honest around us <laughs> until something happens, especially in Canada. There's like this overall like trust for another human being. Mm-hmm. No? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I trust Carl. <laughs> I don't even have a CBD company. <laughs> <laughs> what made you want to start a company? 
Obviously, you were excited about the results that it kind of gave you. Honestly, just to spread the word. Yeah. 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 I felt like uh, I felt like uh, there was this. Uh, I don't want to call it a magic pill, but that's was what that's what exactly what it was for me. Mm. And uh, because I don't believe in it, but um, I like I don't believe in magic pills. I believe it's like a holistic approach to everything. But um, there is this solution that I found, and it's not available, and there's stigma around it. So as a nutritionist, as a person who has been in the health industry for a while, I'm like, well, I think I'm a perfect person to do this because um, people trust me. And mm. um, yeah, who, because, oh, also there's another thing. Um, cannabis market is like male dominated more than I think tech mm. market or uh, any other <laughs> any other male dominated market. It's mm. like 90%, you go to like any cannabis expo, it's 90% men. So I also, mm. uh, <clears throat> as a woman, <laughs> I, uh, I also real, I'm realizing the older I get that most of companies that have women uh, targeted are created actually by men. Mm. Uh, talk Lululemon, right. uh, La Senza or Victoria's Secret or yeah. La Gris West that I'm a fan of since recently. And I Googled it and I'm like, oh, this is created by men as well. <laughs> <laughs> what is my life isn't created by men, <laughs> uh, which I don't mind. Obviously, you guys are way better businessmen um, because a lot of times I find business world is just like I'm generalizing, obviously, there's a lot of f- amazing female uh, businesswomen, but generally speaking, male qualities are um, more admired or more looked up in, in the business world, right? More like cutthroat, more action-based, more mm-hmm. um, do, 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 do versus females. female energy is more of like reflective and uh, more compassionate and more like, oh, what is going to be the effects of my actions? So um, so that's why like Wall Street is mostly male, right? Uh, it's just the energy since there's not, no right or wrong. But I just felt like there is another business where women can greatly benefit from and there's no women that are, well, they are female brands for sure, but there are like very little and very few of them. So I felt like there was a big market opportunity. How did you go from never using cannabis? Like, where does the business start? You have this idea, you want to obviously be a female-run company targeting females. I went to Lyft Expo and I just like, I was like... And just met a bunch of people? I just, it was like a light bulb that went on. I'm like, that's what I want to do. First of all, I went to Lyft Expo. I thought I'm going to walk into, you know, a Lyft Expo, Cannabis Expo in in Vancouver. Okay. Um, It's around North America, I think, or at least Canada. Um, You walk in and I thought I'm going to walk into this like, I took a friend with me because I just, again, felt uncomfortable. Um, So uh, I thought I'm going to walk in and everybody's just like smoking joints everywhere. I walk in and it's like a design show, first of all. Like everything is just so clean and slick and people are just so extremely um, like friendly and nice. And it's just, it was just really aligned with my, a lot of values. Like it was all organic. They were all talking about how it's about health and holistic and all of those things. And Mm. then at the same day, there was a gluten-free expo next door. And because as a nutritionist, I'm like, I should go see it too. So I went to see it and it's all like junk food and, um, all these like, I don't know, terrible branding and like (laughs) overly like, I don't know, people that are like making all these like claims that I didn't agree with and 
And I was just like, oh, I got so put off by that. And I, and then I go to this, yeah, cannabis expo and I'm like, oh, I'm like feeling so aligned with it. So yeah, it's just, you know, as a woman, I'm emotional. So <laughs> things, <laughs> things are based on emotions and feelings. <laughs> where did you, where did you reach out to, to build those connections for like a manufacturer and like in, into production and labeling and all that kind of stuff? That was uh, a lot of coincidences. Really? Yeah, yeah. There was an incredible amount of uh, coincidences. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Can you share or no? No, it was just like it was just like randomly, accidentally talking to people and randomly, accidentally like making the most amazing connections with people. Like, just it was just completely random. Yeah, I just can't do through the mind. industry. Uh, not even like it was just like friends of friends and uh this person told this and that it was just like it was just yeah synchronicities everywhere so i was like i'm meant to do this <laughs> the power of networking carl that's everything low that's absolutely of, everything law of attraction <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm on a spiritual side here <laughs> come on guys we're in vancouver you must be on this boat uh a little bit tiny bit on a law of attraction manifestation boat, like a little bit. Come on, Carl. Explain your thought process behind that. Like, okay, well, there is like the more, uh, the less spiritual and then the more spiritual. So mm -hmm. less spiritual is like if you uh, obviously focus your energy on something, like mm -hmm. it, you're going to get it eventually because you're focusing on it. Mm -hmm. But the the logical explanation of it, obviously, you're looking for things, and the things are gonna you're gonna pay attention to things, and right. um, things are gonna align and happen. So that's the logical explanation. The non-logical is that it's all <laughs> <I'm> spiritual <laughs> and <laughs> and universe aligns it for you. So whichever way you want to go, <laughs> I don't really care as long as we all agree. If you want something, things are gonna align to, for it to happen. So you think you're in complete control. If you can control your mind, you'll can control your outcome. Um. So yes and no. So yes, yes, because I do want to believe so. Uh, no, uh, I think we also, we have like 95% of our mind is subconscious. So all of these things we've downloaded as children, um, as like true facts about ourselves or about our environment, we can really, like it's it takes a lot of work to change them. And I'm hyper aware of them because I'm uh, I'm an immigrant and being an immigrant you uh, are constantly uh, facing this differences of beliefs of like but this is true like this is an absolute fact like this couch is gray and then you're like no 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 in Canada we call, call this couch blue and you're like I swear this couch is gray. And then these conversations really make you be like, okay, well, I need to question my beliefs. Like, what do I define as gray? What do I define as a couch? What do I define as blue, <laughs> right? So uh, so I feel like, yeah, in that sense, uh, we're not in full control because... Do you think that's fully learned or do you think that's somehow implanted in us? And the way I'm coming at this question is, you heard the simulation argument? No. Of like, life is a simulation? Carl? Denny loves this theory. Okay, okay tell us. I'm, I'm curious. Super, super curious. So I've listened to a few podcasts <laughs> Matrix. on this. Basically, at, one, so at, at some point, humanity is going to get so technology advanced that we'll be able to create different worlds. Like Matrix, you mean? Yes. Okay. 
if you look throughout the Carl, stop laughing. It's okay. I just wanted to do this whole spiritual thing. We're, we're, we're having an open argument. I open discussion here. I love how you drop the matrix. It's like, oh yeah, I get it. Yep. What? Next point. It's like the matrix. You want to move on? No, 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 no. no, no, no. I'm curious. Saying. No, no. Uh, at some point, if you look back in the whole history, there's only going to ever be one reality. But when humanity is at this time where they have the technology to do all these extra things, there's going to be millions and millions and millions of simulations. Okay. So there might be one person that is controlling my simulation and you're just like part of the simulation. And so they're basically like altering who I am and the way that I live. And my 80, 90, 100 years on earth might actually only be like five minutes in real time. Okay. That's very possible. Right? Yeah, totally. So are you thinking you are being controlled by... <laughs> I, so, so you have no free will. If someone's controlling you, you just said, and kind of not deciding... Not controlling, but they're putting things in the environment so to creating make situations. you go a certain way, like like a video game. Yeah. Right? Like you're controlling the thing, but the okay. game is throwing things at you to push you in a direction. Gotcha. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. And then you react to that, right? And you're fully in control of that. Right. Huh. I don't know. There's just been a lot of, thi- and I'm very aware of it now. There's like things that happen in, in life and I'm like, that's super weird. Why would that ever happen unless like someone was controlling it and pushing it at me? But what, so, okay. So you think that it's all simulated environment? I think there, I don't have any evidence of it. Yeah. Uh, nor do I necessarily have a ton of evidence that this is the one reality. So the this guy's argument that I listened to this podcast on, he was like some very, very educated scientist guy. His argument was the probability of this being the reality is very, very small. Yeah. At some point, humanity is going to get to this technolog- technological advancement that there's going to be millions of simulations. Yeah. So the po- probability of this being reality is small. He's like, I don't know if this is reality or not. I'm in the same boat as you. Mm-hmm. But the probability is low. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's also like literally parallel to that, there's the same spiritual con- spiritual idea that is just the exact same. Like the spiritual idea of that we're all souls and we're just experiencing this. Right. And it doesn't have to be a technology. It is literally just a... Uh, but are your encounters with me and anyone else that you meet are they other souls or are they? Yeah, but it's, a, yeah. So, but it's like super complex in a sense that like we are all engaging with each other as we are all like creating our own reality. I don't know. I read this book <clears throat> many years ago and it's called Our Mathematical Universe. And it was uh, basically, uh, the book was about, um, uh, multi your multi versus so like our universe is one universe right yeah um happened like big bang has happened mm-hmm. and um it, it's still expanding right um so what are the chances that there's somewhere else that there there is exact same big bang ha- has happened right if universe is absolutely endless then there's probably another big bang that happened somewhere right so, so this this conversation with the three of us could be happening somewhere else, but on a blue couch. Totally, right? but in a in a 
parallel universe. Yes, yes, so yes, like yes. exactly. So this is two mul mm -hmm. second multiverse. Then there is a third multiverse of um mathematically speaking, they are thinking that there's actually not four dimensions. So including time being one of the dimensions. Mm -hmm. the mathematically speaking, I think there was nine or eleven. I can't remember, but let's say nine. Um, so there's nine dimensions. We just can't see them or like we can't perceive them. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like if we're really tiny and we are like on a on a, let's say, a tube, we will never know that it's like a tube. Right. So it doesn't have to be like a linear dimension. Right. Um, so but mathematically speaking, that's what they've kind of concluded. Hmm. And so this is the third multiverse because so there can be different dimensions as we speak in this reality that we just can't see and they're like either really tiny or really large or and then the fourth one is quantum physics the fact that um each particle can exist in different places and in, in yeah un uh, until there is an observer right so so basically every possibilities every possibilities there is it exists until we observe it and then it collapses into whatever we observe. So um, so this is the fourth like multiverse. So basically they're saying that mathematically speaking, we should have four multiverses, but uh, I mean, we can't see them. We can't prove them only mathematically. Carl, <clears throat> right? So, I know. <laughs> so, so yeah, so all of this is possible. <laughs> what, <we're saying. laughs> what I guess like... <laughs> Went off tangible. First, yeah. <laughs> How do you not make yourself go insane? Yeah. You're just like thinking just about keep us, thinking so. over and over. Yeah. But oh, you, 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 you don't. You just live life. Like we're gonna die. <laughs> Doesn't matter but, how many universes they are. <laughs> well, maybe we're just like playing into the simulation's hands. But then you know what? You know what? Building on your uh, previous podcast about like how we are all like chasing things and spending money and like struggling with all of this. Mm -hmm you know, the capitalism of this world yeah. like and talking about multiverses or reality simulations or whatever it is, like screw it all. Like are you, are you enjoying life or not? Right. That's the key, right? <laughs> it's nice and, to know that we can even think about this and even discuss stuff like this. Right. But totally. Who, totally. And, and, and that's why, that's why cannabis <laughs> 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 makes you chill. <laughs> Makes you relax and like be like life is good. Who cares? <laughs> you guys want to know the biggest weed smoking countries? Yes. Yeah. Canada. No. Guess what number one is? You'll never guess. No. Uh, you'd never guess. Never guess. Hong Kong. Iceland. Random. Oh. What's their population? Probably like a couple hundred. Thousand. Apparently, eighteen point three percent of the population smoke. Pretty oh, per capita. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So percentage. Oh, because they have like three thirty mm -hmm. people. And then U.S. It's probably like a couple hundred thousand. Yeah, it's probably yeah. pretty small. Yeah. No, I think that's what exactly what it is. And it goes U.S., Nigeria, Canada, and then Chile. Nigeria and Chile. Those are the top five. Wow. Based on population, like, like based on population. But Nigeria has like 180 million people. <laughs> I don't remember that, but it's something no, crazy like that. You're close. It's I crazy. Know, yeah. I looked yeah. at it pretty recently. Yeah, it actually too. blew my mind. Yeah. It's like the fastest growing population in the world. It is? Yeah. It's oh, going to be shit. the third biggest population by 2050. Nigeria? Nigeria, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's not a very big country, is it? 191 million right now. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, well, shit. random topics, guys. I, I love this podcast. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, can I come here every Tuesday? <laughs>
<laughs> Can I be your co-host? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Guest host. Once a month we have a guest host. Natalie just good. comes back. <laughs> That's why when people ask me about structure or questions I'm going to ask, I'm just like, I have no idea. We're just going to like chat about whatever comes up. <laughs> Potentially about Nigeria. Potentially about multiverses or stimulation of the universe. One thing is you're going to learn something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Take something out. Or hear my simulation up. theory. <laughs> what do you think about that, Carl, actually? I don't know. There's no... <laughs> Honestly, Carl. I'm serious. There's no answers. You've heard me talk about it a couple of times. Yeah. I mean, like, like Nadia said, it could be a possibility. But it's just one thing we can talk about forever and ever and not really know. We would never find out. How do you find out? I don't know. Kill yourself and then hopefully you're going to wake yeah. up. Oops, I was wrong. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, Have right? you guys seen that movie? Which one? Um, uh, the Discovery, where no, like no. people discover, so somebody discovered there is an afterlife and basically half of the world killed themselves. And, Whoa, no. And no. it's like a movie about a guy who was the son of the guy who discovered it. And he's like, dad like what the hell did you do that? <laughs> it's like dark comedy kind of stuff oh, like that's of, interesting yeah it's really it's well it's semi-good yeah it's called discovery the discovery i think uh maybe like three four years mm. yeah yeah but yeah anyway so don't no no <laughs> don't try <laughs> don't try to discover <laughs> that's the thing that this guy was talking about obviously it's made me think a lot in the last few months since i've heard it uh but he's like maybe we're just conditioned to see things right like I've never been shot with a bullet, but like I've been conditioned that a bullet, it will kill you. If yeah. you get shot, you bleed, you die. Well, you see patterns, you, you pick things up. Right. But he's like, who's to say that's just not part of the simulation so that I don't go and shoot myself and kill myself and end the game for this guy that is controlling it. Mm, so it's programmed into you kind of thing? Yeah. Maybe like programs on TV are like part of this but big why would they? Why would people want to play all of these like really unpleasant roles of humanity? Well, why would you want to play video games and kill people? I don't know. Oh. Kind of the same thing. Isn't there like a video game back in the day called Sims that was like that? Yeah. You just yeah, like build Sims. a city and yeah. you have people that walk around? I honestly think we're just way too like complex to mimic us. Now that I said it out loud, I'm like, maybe I'm not that complex. I don't think we're that complex. I honestly don't maybe think we're that complex. <laughs> well, we need some cannabis, I think. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is there okay i want to talk more about cannabis because you gotta go soon is there different formulas of cbd oil like is it are, are you being creative with it or is it just like this is what cbd oil is it's this is what cbd oil is okay. yeah it's as i said like i i know i shouldn't be comparing cbd oil to vitamin c but um i feel like it's just an easy comparison because people know what it is vitamin c is so it's like you can buy vitamin C powder. Mm -hmm. um, you can buy vitamin C in like diluted in something. Mm -hmm. You can buy vitamin C in tablets. You can, uh, but it's vitamin C is vitamin C. Right. Um, you know, you can drink it, you can take it, you can like whatever way. You so put there, it, there's you no fillers. There's no fillers at all. It's just pure CBD oil. So it has to be, it's fat soluble. So it has yes. to be diluted in fat, okay. technically speaking. Mm -hmm. So all of these like, water cbds that are coming out they're just nanoparticles of fat that is that uh that cbd is diluted in mm. um so but it always has to be diluted in fat um so that's the carrier mm -hmm. um so usually the carrier oils are like coconut oil gotcha. hemp oil avocado oh. oil um yeah almond oil like depends so it depends on which one you prefer um i personally like hemp oil uh with my cbd i feel like it works like uh coffee you know you drink coffee and then mm. you 
think coffee works right away when in reality actually works in 20 minutes only, mm -hmm. right? So with me and CBD, it's kind of the same thing. Like if I taste the hemp flavor right away, I'm like, oh, it must be working. I must be feeling better. Placebo already. effect. Kind of yeah, yeah, it works, like, <laughs> works magically, right? But then it actually works after. Mm -hmm. It's same with coffee, right? Like if you if you drink decaf coffee at first, you're like, yeah, but then if it doesn't work, it, you're like 10 minutes later, you're like, actually, never mind. <laughs> this was a decaf one, <laughs> right? Just the smell almost. Yeah. Like, feels like it wakes me up right? totally so so but but that being said the most popular cbd oil that i uh i carry is uh no flavor yeah. so because at the end of the day people i think dislike hemp flavor still um so i'm like okay well yeah if you don't want flavor hmm. go ahead i'm gonna take one with flavor <laughs> <laughs> missing out <laughs> so th there's no difference between the cbd oil for females and your unisex one uh, no, no difference other than the Marketing. packaging. Marketing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, it's it's amazing how many questions I get uh, about, like from men. I get mm. a lot of emails. I got an angry email once from <laughs> oh, a from gentleman, really? um, like a long angry email. Like it was like extensive of like how I'm basically <clears throat> discriminating and how I'm losing this market and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't go into barbershop and start yelling that you're discriminating against me. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but then you know um i was like okay well i guess i lost the client <laughs> but but usually people just ask they're like is it okay to take for men and i'm mm -hmm. like yes it is like, obviously no that was like a a conscious thought of yours going into the business is to market yourself as you know whatever you say for, for professional women. women or whatever it is um is that kind of your competitive advantage like is, is was that the goal going in is like i want to be a company that women can feel comfortable with. Yes. So okay. that there, there was two things. So that uh, first, I wanna, I wanted to be like um, the bottle. I wanted if it's standing at home, or if it's in a bag, or if it's in a, um, I don't know, cupboard, or like with your makeup, wherever that will like next to your bed, wherever that is, you don't like you feel like oh, it's just part of whatever my normal bottles in my cupboards are like it's just aligned with everything and mm. if anything you like enjoy having it there so a lot of my girls like i know that use it as like kind of like part of decoration because it's just such a nice bottle right um and uh that's that was first it's like that comfort of like i'm not taking anything with you know this cannabis leaf on it mm. or like this dark kind of, I don't know, branding that is just not aligned with everything else I take. You see skulls and stuff like that. Totally. Everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that was first. And then second, it was, um, it was me. So I find, um, again, a lot of companies are run by men and they obviously they can find higher female, females to be on their, on their websites, on their Instagrams, on their representing. However, mm -hmm. I try to put myself out there as much as possible, as much as sometimes I don't want to do it because I'm like, I don't want to see my face on my website, to be honest with you, because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I feel like it's uncomfortable for everybody unless you're like a, a <laughs> narcissistic personality. <laughs> but um, I know that people feel more comfortable because they feel like they're, they can email me, they can call me, they can, um, they can Instagram me um, and I will be the one answering. I will be the one talking. I will be the one like giving them advice and they know that they have this connection with me. I thought that as the company is going to grow, this is going to be unsustainable model because I thought that like if I am small, obviously when people call me up, I can talk to them. Mm -hmm. But if I, the bigger I'm going to get, uh, the more people are going to call, which actually happened the absolute opposite. The bigger I get, the less people call and email me. Um, I think that there is more of a disconnect right. between the brand <laughs> and me uh, because I'm like less maybe present. I don't know. 
but uh, but yeah, so so far it's super sustainable. I'm still answering everybody. Yeah. Surprisingly, not that many people reach out. Again, as I said, like at first, more people reach out than now. Hmm. Yeah. But literally, people call me up and talk to me for like half an hour. Yeah, that's also a regular thing. That's why I was five minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> what What do people like using it for? Uh, top three three things are stress and anxiety. Okay. Um, sleep is a huge one, and pain management. So a lot of um, I have a lot of older ladies with arthritis. Um, uh, yeah, and like knee pains and back pains and a lot of headaches. Um, yeah. So those are like the top by far the top three. But I also have a, a girls because people get back to me right like if they really like the product again they feel like they're emailing me. Mm -hmm. So um, some girl said that it was like life-changing for her acne. Mm -hmm. um, I personally have acne from dairy. I take it, doesn't do anything. If I, if I eat dairy, I'm going to have acne, like no matter whether <laughs> I take CBT oil or not. Um, but for her, apparently it was life-changing. Um, she's like, I've never seen my face so clean, clear. And she's like 30-something. Um, then I, I got a girl who got back to me that she's off her epilepsy medication uh, because she's been taking it and has been preventing epilepsy in her epileptic attacks or whatever you call them. Um, uh, like it's just the most random things that people find um, a cure with with CBD, which is for me is just so rewarding. I, I don't even like, I try not to claim things. Mm -hmm. um, well, like people that go sometimes through cancer, cancer treatments that get back to me and they were like, oh my God, that made all the difference. Like just, just little things like that, that mm -hmm. um, sometimes um, I get moments of why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> and then I get an email usually on that day because, I, and uh, with some something like that, like mind blowing for me. Because you like, manifested it. Mm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but tracked it. <laughs> tracked it a good review. If you're I've, listening, if you want to email me, please do so. <laughs> totally. I have a like, acquaintance friend that um, had colitis in high okay. school. Oh, yes, colitis. And he started using it and it, like he said he basically used every medication that any doctor would give him. And it was just at this point where it was so frustrating because nothing worked. And he tried CBD oil and two days later, it was like two or three wow, days, he said. That's crazy. And it was like completely cleared up and hasn't ha had another issue. And that's been, that was like five or six years ago. That's amazing. Yeah. It's so crazy because it doesn't work for everybody like that, right? Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't, it really doesn't. And that's kind of... Um, and that's where I think a lot of disconnect comes too, is because people are like, well, like there's this, there's not enough studies, there's not enough proof. Mm -hmm. And you're like, sure. But at the end of the day, it takes you a hundred bucks to try it, to potentially change your life totally, and to potentially not go on drugs that are going to have, give you side effects and you're going to be on them for the rest of your life. Um, so I try it. It's kind of like, I always talk about people with like different illnesses. I'm like, just try excluding gluten and dairy. I mean, honestly, it doesn't hurt you to exclude gluten and dairy for three weeks. Just try it. And mm -hmm. then if you still have these symptoms, like continue eating gluten and dairy. But most likely, like there's a high possibility that you will see some improvement in your condition mm -hmm. because most of us are have an inflammatory uh, reaction to gluten and dairy. Like, so it's just, it's, it's that kind of, it's a simple trial. Right? Totally. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Are you careful about making claims? I try to be, I, I, yeah. I, I say that it works like it. And oh, how do you get around so that? Hard, because yeah. obviously you want to present the benefits, but saying it's going to reduce your anxiety. 
or 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 do you are you more just using examples and saying I this do. is what it's done for me i've had other i've had customers say these things kind of thing i try to say that and i can i try to say words can might sure i try not to say words like will for sure or like um yeah it's really i mean i have a lot of blog posts so i'm sure somewhere along the lines i am saying will and are and is and stating so i'm sure there's like a bunch of people can go in and pick on it yeah. but uh um i try to you know when i speak i try to um have more of a, a general statements yeah but i mean it's hard how are people finding you do you do Google. much in terms of like social media marketing and stuff like that? Are you allowed to market Yeah, that was my media? next question. How does it work with Facebook and Google and all that stuff? Uh, you can do any ads, which is which is sort of plays in my favor yeah. uh, because I don't have the budgets right. of billion dollar companies. Totally. So their marketing would always be better than my marketing. So um, in that sense, it sort of plays in my favor. Uh, but no, you can't market anywhere. Um, you can do natural like market so like uh, you can have instagram profile uh they shut down my facebook account uh, a long time ago which i'm like whatever uh who's on facebook anyways <laughs> are you guys on facebook older people well i have facebook just for business purposes but i like rarely i'd never scroll through it it's more just to like yeah. share stuff yeah i do the same yeah yeah same problem. yeah um, so you can't do ads no, I like, can't do Google Ads. So, but then, but then I'm I've I've put a lot of effort onto my um, SEO. So I'm very Googleable in uh, in in BC. What are the? Do you know what those restrictions are for ads? Like, is it you can't show a cannabis product? I I don't think you can like use CBD word. You can't. Like, could you have your brand in a photo at the bottom that says, "Is it I care Icaria yeah. Caria? Yeah, Icaria. Yeah. Icaria. Yeah. Are you, can you? put that or no you can't use the brand because it's associated with yeah but then what would i <sighs> or is it just like showing a product or saying the word cbd or cannabis i guess i could try to like do uh just literally a bottle of like a caria and just hope that someone clicks on it <laughs> without guess, any yeah. like do you want help with anxiety but i feel like it's gonna get shut down within like 24 hours so i feel like every time i like think of making an effort my brother actually has a tech company um, who does marketing and um, uh, like they're the kind of like the middlemen uh, and it, they're they're pretty big and uh, you think your brother would take you. <laughs> Again, wow, I'm putting my brother in such a bad light. I hope he listens to this and says like, oh my God, my little thing, my little sister thinks of me that so poorly. Uh, I'm joking. He's awesome. Um, no, uh, he's, uh, uh, he has this massive, like has this like pretty again successful tech company in Toronto and uh many times I would like try to get in with him and I was like so you know what about me <laughs> your sister so he's like no Nadia my like uh whatever the people that approve ads they don't approve you and I'm like oh, come on can you like threaten them that you're gonna fire them <laughs> if you don't <laughs> so no what other ways do you market then uh, this, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so more, uh, organic. So, um, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure as a real estate agent, you have very similar, um, kind of attitude as I do. Totally. It just takes a long time to like build those referral networks and just continue meeting people and that kind of thing. Like social media is huge for our, our company uh, for so which marketing, which, uh, depends. 
depends on the product really. So we use it heavily to market listings, okay. which has become so competitive, so they're not very effective anymore. Okay. But more so to just like market brand or but our on, brand. Like, Facebook, you mean, um, you mean or? Instagram for us is number one, just because oh, yes. we're like the average age of our team is like early thirties. Okay. So we're just younger. Um, Facebook we use and it's more like property marketing. Okay. But they work so well together that it's easy to post one thing and it shares to Facebook automatically. So we don't really necessarily use Facebook okay. outside of that. Um, but that's really it. Like we use Twitter, we use YouTube for videos and stuff like that. But our biggest platform would be Instagram for sure. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, Instagram is pretty big too, but Google is pretty big too. But uh, Google is really difficult to get through with, with real estate in Vancouver, I bet. We, yeah, we're lucky. Just my partner has been in the industry for like 11 years. And so he started video blogging and content building and SEO stuff. His name's James Garbett. Yeah. Uh, 11 years ago. So we rank really high. Wow. 11 years ago on on YouTube. In, uh, no, on Google. Okay. In New West, Burnaby, Tri-Cities. Vancouver is just so competitive that it's hard to get onto the first page of Google in Vancouver. But that's awesome if you're getting on the first page of those cities. Absolutely. Because they're it's just like, as growing and just as big. It's the biggest portion of our business by <laughs> yeah, far. Totally. Well, the, the Tri-Cities are bigger than Vancouver, right? Uh, in terms of population, yeah. Vancouver is like 700,000. Yeah. Vancouver proper. Whereas like Surrey now is like 600,000. That's crazy. Burnaby is like 450 or 500,000. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So you are in the bigger part of this market. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, good for you. That's like, awesome. The price points are higher in Vancouver. So it'd be nice to have a bigger market share in Vancouver, but yeah. it, it takes a lot of time and energy and money. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I bet you there's like also a, like there's specific people that are already there in the market for a long time. And totally. Yeah. 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 That focus all their energy there. Whereas most of our energy is outside of Vancouver just because of its how yeah. competitive it is. That makes sense. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, so, so SEO is working well for you? Like just Google. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what it is for me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of, uh, I underestimated it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as time went by and I was like, oh, never mind. Like screw Instagram and all of the rest. <laughs> I just focus my effort on Google. I guess if you can't advertise on, on yeah. social media, cause I, obviously now I know why, but I was going to say like, I've, I rarely see cannabis ads. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be huge it'd be so i guess you're just not allowed is that going to change it's going to change eventually as the stigma keeps yeah. going away um, as the government gets more involved as like the whole policy and the all that stuff kind of works together more and more yeah and start figuring it out yeah. what's the right what is the like how does it become more open Like, it seems like... I think it needs time. I honestly yeah. do. I just think it needs to, like, time to, like, breathe and stabilize and see where the holes are and see what the consumer wants. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it just needs time. Like, it, like it's, it's, it's like a newborn, right? That just needs time to, like, learn how to walk and talk. Um, so, yeah. Where and, do you see it going? Do you see it like government-run liquor stores where they have a shelf with your product, they have a shelf with Carl's product, they have they need to make it like way more lenient then so they like can't where do you can brand this, like, and market yourself totally yeah 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 which that would, it's sold yeah. here or whatever. then it would work eventually right. yeah because then eventually like that will take over 
but it need like it needs again it it, there, it just needs time honestly which is fine right mm-hmm. we we've got time <laughs> like nobody's going to jail or anything uh, nobody's like getting like people obviously are getting fined here and there but again it's pretty like it's pretty calm and stable right now um in my perspective in my perception um like it's stigma is getting removed things are moving along they're implementing new laws like it's getting it's moving along like it's 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 not um i i, I don't want to leave kind of like a negative um outlook on it mm. it's just we got we just got to be patient like we can't have this um like massive change happen in a day totally. you know the prohibition was there for how many years mm. how many decades so this will take five to ten years to like stabilize and get to the place where we're like oh this is like a stable liquor market um and once it gets there we're gonna look back and be like oh what were we so worried about <laughs> <laughs> do you sell so, through canada <clears throat> excuse me yeah, no uh, I do. Yeah, I ship everywhere in Canada. Yeah. What is it like crossing? You can't cross borders. No, you can't cross borders. That is like a that that is like a a real offense. Is that going to change? Uh, they're going to they're going to eventually implement like some sort of exporting exporting laws. But um, yeah, we're gonna like like it, with liquor in the you, states, you're allowed to bring back like one bottle or something. But yeah. Like, in the states, like weed isn't federally legalized; it's just state by state. Right. So that's a problem too, right? Right. Totally, totally. Mm-hmm. But just in general, I feel like do not like leave. Do not come back into Canada with yeah. weed as well. Like, yeah. do not leave Canada. Do not come back. Like, do not bring CBD. Even then, you're like, oh, but that's not weed. Like, do not bring CBD. <laughs> like, you just don't. Like, you just stay safe. Why risk it? Yeah. It's like, yeah, just don't. I feel like I feel like we're very. Uh, like in Canada, we're kind of aware of the fact that we shouldn't be bringing things in because I feel like a lot of countries in the world don't actually have this strict policies about bringing sure. things in. And I'm not even sure why. I think it's because maybe we isolate, we are like technically on an island. Um, well, everybody's technically on an island, but <laughs> but like North America, I find is way stricter than like when you're in Europe, you can cross border with like prosciutto and nobody's going <laughs> to say anything. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I remember... Uh... I played basketball at UBC. We went to a tournament or a game in the States on a bus. Mm-hmm. One of our team managers had like packed lunches for everyone. And in the lunches, there was an apple. Can't do that. And the apple, apparently you can't travel with them if they have a sticker on them. But if they, you take the stickers off, this is what the guy said or something. Oh, then it's anyway. like your like grown apples. I don't, I don't, like, I don't know. This is a long time ago. But I just thought it was so ridiculous that like, it's that strict that you can't take a piece of fruit across the border. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's ever, like, anywhere I've never ever seen it ever in the world. Yeah. Like, you can bring in anything, Europe, like, nobody. But I feel like it's there because they're so, like, there's so many other countries yeah. and you can't really control that. No. Yeah. Versus here, you're like, oh, we are alone with right. the States. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So. And then there's Mexico with, you know, the whole border. <laughs> I don't think they're bringing apples. <laughs> what ways do you take CBD right now? Is the, the most common is the oil? The oil. So there's a few different ways. So there is <clears throat> the most, um, so the kind of like the most effective way is inhaling it uh, in a sense of like it gets absorbed into your bloodstream right away. You mm. usually, it's the highest absorbability um, however, um, 
I feel like, haven't we already agreed that we shouldn't inhale things? Yeah. Like, have we not talked about this before? <laughs> <laughs> have we all talked about this? Like, it's just, anyways, uh, there has been a, uh, a, I don't know if you guys heard about it, a huge scandal in US about certain e-liquids, like the, the yeah, there's like a yeah. few few people died. So, um, again, not to scare people off, if you need it, once in a blue moon, take it. It's not a big deal. It's just more of a regular use. I yeah. feel like we already established that it's not good. Um, then it's uh, tincture, so sublingual, so under the tongue. So that's the one I prefer. So uh, as soon as you put it under the tongue, there are uh, tiny uh, capillaries and vessels that will just absorb it. And uh, that's kind of the best way. And then it goes into the bloodstream and then it's effective within you know, 10 minutes. Um, then the next one is to swallow. So whether it's food, whether it's uh, tablets or capsules or whatever it is, I don't actually, I'm not a big fan of it just because most of our digestive systems are quite screwed up. Um, as a nutritionist, that's kind of what I focus on. And most of us have issues with digestion. So it's a very small amount of CBD that's going to get absorbed. Um, Isn't there things in your digestive system that are cleaning it out too before it actually gets into your system? Um, like, is your liver cleaning? So, uh, so digestive system, um, so it goes into the stomach first and then small intestine and the small intestine, that's when it gets absorbed. Okay. And then, but the problem is and now most of us have like issues with our stomachs and small intestines. So mm. not to get into details, but then, um, it goes into bloodstream and then into the liver. So okay. then the liver, um, usually gives the effect. Um, then it metabolizes it. So, but with, um, yeah, so usually, I mean, it can be good for your digestive tract to like send CBD down, down there too, potentially, but um, it's just not the most effective way of using it. Uh, then there are creams and different topicals. Mm -hmm. um, they are good for uh, more of a, like a specific location. So like if you have neck pain to put it on your neck or knee pain, you can put it on your knee. Uh, so that works too. But I, again, believe in more of a uh, internal healing because at the end of the day, we do heal from the inside out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, those are kind of like the four ways to consume is there it. Is there a new drink that's coming out in Canada? Potentially, yeah. They just got legalized a lot of... Yeah. They did get legalized? Yeah, yeah. So, like, drinks um, and edibles got legalized a week ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah. So, there are going to be drinks and snacks and all this stuff that's coming out. Um, yeah. Just see for yourself what works better for you. Yeah. I don't think it's legal yet, but I've heard some breweries are uh, experimenting with CBD beer. Yeah. So, you absolutely cannot mix cannabis and alcohol right now in Canada, right. Um, but... Um, I'm, that's going to be the next legalization phase too. Um, and, uh, in Portland, I, oh, like in Canada, so in US, they are using it and I've heard good things. I don't know. I haven't tried it. Hmm. I mean, you can just buy CBD and beer and mix it. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Homemade. <laughs> Have you tried it? No, I haven't. I feel like it's a waste of CBD a lot of yeah. times. Like uh, alcohol is such a depressant. Yeah. Um, I try sometimes, okay, this is going to be sound bad, but I try sometimes because it will let, like, it really lessens my hangover. If I take, if I take, wake up in the morning, I'm hungover and I take CBD. Oh my God. Like it's, it's day and night. I, I said that to someone the other day and they're like, really? I'm going to try that. But totally. I've yeah, oh, done it a few you, times. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's better than Advil for me. Yeah. And because it takes away that like anxious feeling too, because mm -hmm. you, you know, that feeling of wanting to kill yourself, um, <laughs> that feeling well, takes it, away. For me, it's like a waking up foggy, a little bit of a headache and whatever, a few minutes after I take CBD, 
it's just like clear the fog goes away yeah totally it's 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 awesome so mm -hmm. sometimes i take it like before drinking too just because i feel like if i'm like more chilled and relaxed i'll drink less <laughs> it's like hydrating yourself <laughs> before <laughs> Getting ready for the hangover, yeah. Okay, uh, tips for hangover, for anti-hangover. No, for real though. Glutathione, guys. Glutathione is the is the is the bomb. What is for, that? So, uh, what happens basically with um, uh, when you drink, your liver detoxifies alcohol, yeah. right? Because it's poisonous, um, and it uh, detoxifies it through glutathione through using up your glutathione, which is like an antioxidant and you need mm. it to detoxify alcohol. So glutathione, so your body at some point is like, oh my God, we're low on glutathione. Yeah. So at somewhere at night, have you ever woken up in the middle of like at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. after partying and you're like, I can't sleep and I'm like in this like anxious feeling mm -hmm. and I can't sleep. So even though I'm like super tired, so that is your body overproducing glutathione. It wakes you up. So to allow your body to actually detoxify alcohol properly and to allow your body to sleep well um, if you take glutathione before well before drinking and after drinking like before going to bed you will actually like wake up feeling 10 times better how do you take that uh, you, you can buy them in pills you can oh. buy them in powder you can buy them like there's yeah they're, hmm. it's not like not very expensive and it's like also good for you too because you're not damaging your body as much like there is some sort of protection <laughs> as much yeah yeah. yeah 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 so b vitamins and glutathione yeah That's i did not you. know that yeah you just ask me i'm a nutritionist i'll tell you <laughs> about drinking <laughs> when i'm hungover i cannot fall back asleep i'll wake up yeah. at like five so that's that's your body because yeah. glutathione wakes you up so because it overproduces it because it was like it went too low so it overproduces it so it wakes you up but if you just take it as a supplement that. it's going to mm. be like a normal level of sorry glutathione so you're going to be fine yeah, it like honestly works like magic. Huh. Yeah. Another next 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 uh, business after CBD. <laughs> <laughs> An anti hungover drink. <laughs> you got probably got to get going. Last question: Who uh, who do you look up to in the industry? Who's doing things really well? Is there any like companies that you admire or people that you've met that you've learned something from? Um, there's a company in US. And it's a, a family-run company. It's all male, <laughs> but um, they started because one. We're of not the... that bad. A lot of us are not that bad. <laughs> I know, a guys. A lot of no, us are I, really good listen, human listen, beings. I, I, I do love male and female <laughs> equally, but <laughs> I just am. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I try to like I try to support women as much as possible where I can in a way that I just. Um, I think that you guys are actually at a little bit of a disadvantage here because you have no community. Like, I feel like women has a community. Um, if you're an immigrant, you have some sort of community. If you're um, a, like, some sort of minority, you always have a community of people. If you're if you're a white male, <laughs> you're kind of like, that's it. <laughs> you're <laughs> We're just not allowed to make fun of anyone. You know me like, We exactly. can't make fun of races. <laughs> we can't make fun of female. We can't make fun of anyone. You, you were like, you guys, yeah, no, yeah. you guys are kind of doomed. And it's only going to get worse for you before it gets better. Totally. I don't think it's I ever going to get better, probably, because you're in a minority <laughs> in the world. So I'm sorry to tell you this. <laughs> I'm sure you have thought of this before. <laughs> yeah, I just been careful with what I say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, you have to be, especially yeah. in Vancouver. Yeah, but um, as an immigrant, I can make all the jokes in the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but uh, yeah, so uh, they they just they started because one of the guys had his daughter had seizures, I think. And uh, it just uh, feels like a very like 
um, family focused, um, health focused um, kind of, yeah, brand that they're just, yeah, they just feel, I don't know, feel like something like a brand that I want to give a feeling to people. Like we can trust them. We can like grow together with them. Like we can, you know, have those experiences with this brand. Like it's just, yeah, it's just something that I like look up to and I'm like, I want to use their oils, but I can't because they're in the US and I have my own. <laughs> Is anyone else in Canada doing what you do in terms of like marketing mostly to female? Uh, there are uh, mostly female uh, brands. Um, but they're not in the, like in the exact same angle. Like they're, they're more of a, uh, like more, like a little bit more of a cannabis angle still. Um, so it's, yeah. Are they female owned? They're, yeah. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. 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 Badass females. <laughs> like it. <laughs> Some, not all of them though. There's actually, there's a local big company, like pretty, like pretty big company local that is, they're doing really well and they're, uh, targeted targeting females but owned by males <laughs> but uh, <laughs> all those guys but no but they're doing such a good job that i'm 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 fully pro it because again that's going back to this idea that guys are good businessmen like they are they're i feel like they're they talk to guys so i grew up with my brother so i feel like i have a benefit of that because i have that um he's he's we're basically like twins like in a sense like i i adopt a lot of things from him and he can adopt a lot of things from me but it's it's that energy that um a lot of women especially when women hang out too much with women mm -hmm. it just because it's it's not a very like business oriented environment yeah. and versus guys are like what's the hustle how can we make money where's the opportunity like it's more uh, like more masculine energy like mm -hmm. there's again not not a right or wrong but guys are doing a lot of, a lot of times better in business um, and yeah, so if they are spreading the message and doing a good job, that's, that's what kind of stimulates me too, is like, I find myself now that I'm 30 years old running a business, those conversations are more exciting to me than like conversations with friends who are talking about video games and like shit that I don't really care about anymore. So I find myself almost like seeking those types of people, whether they're female or male, it doesn't matter to me but who are just more like... <laughs> I was going to say only male. <laughs> no, definitely not. Who are more like business-minded. Totally. Almost. And maybe that is more common in men, I don't know. But those are the conversations I feel like I'm seeking out, looking for. Totally. And and yeah, and I'm, I'm with Carl. Do you feel the same way? I do, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think yeah. We've had a few females on, and like they said, it's a lot of... I guess like you said, like a community kind of thing, kind of feelings wise, whereas men are straight to business. Mm -hmm. Like when we started the podcast, right? You're like, uh, we were talking about Lyft and taxi drivers. Yeah. You're like, what about the taxis? And you're like, screw the taxi drivers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's that's why, uh, as I also mentioned, like that's why we do need to have male and female energies. Like 100%. that is totally. kind of, you know, whether it's politics, mm -hmm. whether it's people in power in general, because there has to be this balance of the two of like, mm -hmm. wait, 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 let's think about it. And then it has to be like, yeah, no, let's pull, right? Like, well, let's push or like, let's go. Um, so those two energies need to be together in alignment. Agreed. But a lot of times I feel like in our, um, like just the way we approach things, we're like hating on one or the other. And you're like, well, there's no, like we need both. So how can we like manage both instead of like both hating on each other? So I feel like a lot of, um, like, yeah. Anyways, I'm not going to get into this. <laughs> no, I, I agree. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Don't. Where can people check out your brand? 
Uh, they can find me uh, through a website. So it's Icaria, I-C-A-R-I-A dot co and dot uh, co. And uh, my Instagram is the same. So at Icaria dot co. Cool. So, and if someone's never tried CBD before and they want to experiment, what would you recommend they start with? Honestly, any of my products, um, other than like the newest one that is like the unisex one, that's a, the strongest one. So I would probably not start with that one. But any of the products is a good start. Like just pick whether you want to uh, have flavor or no flavor, like hemp flavor or no flavor. Yeah. Um, and uh, go for it. It's it. Um, even if it, there's a smaller bottle that is, you know, uh, cheaper because a lot of people don't want to commit right away sure. to a more expensive bottle, um, that's a good start. But honestly, even if you don't use up the bottle, which I really doubt you you won't, but um, you can also give it to your mom or your dad who will greatly appreciate it. Oh my God, the amount of people give it to their grandmas, by the way, like grandmas is like the, the biggest market. Really? <laughs> yeah. Grandmas are like on it. I think they were hiding this for like 70 years that they were smoking weed. And then finally they're like, what? I can openly buy it. It's socially acceptable now? Amazing. Yeah, 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 totally. Why was totally. I born 50 years later? The circle is complete. <laughs> totally. Yeah, we're living in good times mm -hmm. where things are allowed. Totally. Even just, I love how open-minded people are. Mm -hmm. Or at least, at least it seems like society is changing towards totally. open-mindedness, right? Totally. Mushrooms, guys. It's the next thing. Really? Totally. Yeah, hundred percent. Psychedelic, like microdosing yeah. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely the next big thing. But you know, I'm not getting into any more gray markets. <laughs> I'm done with that. <laughs> Is that one even gray? I think it's still in the black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's really yeah. This one's black, but <laughs> but one day it's gonna be legalized eventually. I think, didn't Denver or Colorado just oh, recently well, yeah. legalize yeah, psychoactives? Um, I want to say it was yeah, Oregon maybe. Maybe, maybe yeah, yeah, but yeah, they there. legalized it, so that means we're gonna legalize it eventually. A slow start, man. Yeah, I've only tried it once, and it was like the best experience of my life. Really? Yeah. Have you guys tried it? No. One time. One time. Best it was, experience of your life. It was okay. Oh no! Why? What happened? Why? I too, think well, too much. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it just I overthought it. Oh I did, yeah. I did. Yeah, I, I did it with a group of people, and okay. we were we were camping. Okay. And it was so funny because half of the people had like a negative experience so they kind of like went out on their own like their own tents kind of to be by themselves and the people who had the best time stayed with the main group around the campfire just laughing and enjoying it so yeah. like it's it, all about the people you're with is it's it all about the people yeah i've never laughed so hard like i did on mushrooms yeah like crying yeah. right yeah yeah like yeah no it was the most magical experience yeah you gotta they yeah you gotta be prepared for it mm -hmm. It's not like CBD that you were like, you just like no, take no, it, whatever. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be prepared for it. But um, I luckily had, I, again, I had only one experience, but it was with uh, my two friends and it was in Stanley Park. And I just had the most magical time of my life. I was like, <laughs> I am definitely addicted. I am definitely going to take this for the rest of my life every single day. Um, and uh, no, I, I Googled it. Apparently, you can't not, do that. I no. Apparently, you can't. It's not addictive. Mm -hmm. And apparently, you build tolerance really quickly. But it's clearly not addictive. I haven't tried it since. But <laughs> but I like in that moment of time, I'm like, I'm definitely an addict. Like that's it. <laughs> I like and yeah, it was funny because I feel like I've connected to a lot of people that have addiction problem because mm. I'm like, this is better than anything I've ever experienced. Why would I ever experience anything else? <laughs> we need friends. Wow. I don't need family. <laughs> so but it was great. Yeah. Highly recommend. It's not addictive. <laughs> How long is that high last? It depends how much you eat. Four to six hours. Yeah. Yeah. Probably similar to like edibles. Yeah. 
Yeah. Can you build a tolerance really quickly? Right? So quick. Really? Like if you do that next day, I don't think it works. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That, oh, wow. yeah. 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 And then also, uh, um, apparently like, so you, I thought also that's another thought of mine because you're aware, like you're not, you know, high out of my, your mind, but like you're aware what's happening. And well, like 90, sort of. 90% percent <laughs> aware. And you're, um, I thought that I'm like, I'm going to have the worst hangover after this. Like, I'm probably going to die out of depression tomorrow because I feel so good today. There's right. no way I'm not going like, <laughs> to feel good tomorrow. And no, there was no hangover. Mm -hmm. There's literally, like, apparently, I've, again, researched it after. Why do I do things and then research after? <laughs> and then researched it after that. Apparently, people report increased happiness for up to three months after. Like, really? you were wow. just happier as a person after. So, every three months. Little mushrooms. Joe yeah. Rogan loves mushrooms. He, yeah, yeah, for that. Yeah, Talks he loves all his psychedelics. Yeah, yeah, I haven't tried. But I heard like people use mushrooms too sometimes to get off other addictions. Have you I heard can that? see that. I can see that. Oh, like I, they use CBD to do that too, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, CBD is obviously not as powerful as mushrooms, mm -hmm. but um, but apparently, like CBD is right now being studied for like anti-addiction effects. Wow. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. All right, mm -hmm. let's get out of here. You gotta go. Yeah, thank thanks you for, so much for coming me. on the show. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. I kind of want to just like come here as I, as I said every two, <laughs> every two sessions. <laughs> so we decided not to have any more guests. We decided to have Nadia for the rest of this. <laughs> thanks for having me.